Sportscast Prime. Uh, hello, everybody. We're back. It's Friday. That was loud. That was loud, wasn't it? I just had to get my mad dog in. Okay. We have neglected pigskin for a while on this show. It's been uh, two, three weeks since we've really solidly talked about a on-field football topic. Mm-hmm. So today's podcast is going to be all football all the time. We're going to hit college. We're going to hit the NFL. Welcome to Sportscast Prime. We're here with the usuals. Mm-hmm. Nick, John, hi guys. Hey, how's it going? So. <laughs> how's it going? Uh, it's been a big couple weeks, hasn't it? We're, we're going to start with college football. You know what? Why don't we start with Sun Devil's Advocate? We're going, we're, we're going crazy here. It- you ready, John? Yes, this is a big week All right. for Arizona State. Well, for in speaking of for the Pac-12 South in general, um, Arizona State beat Oregon State last week, and now this week they have against. Well, they beat them thirty to seventeen. Now they're traveling to Pasadena, California, at the Rose Bowl to face UCLA. Those who don't know, UCLA is in second in the Pac-12 South. Right now, Arizona State, they're 8-2 overall, but their Pac-12 conference record is 6-1. UCLA, second place, they're 8-2 as well, but their conference record is 5-2. The little wrinkle that surprises me, too, is at their start of the season, 3-2, USC is also 5-2 in the conference, they in 8-3, too. So, but... See you later, Lane Kiffin. <sighs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, you suck. It's all right. He <laughs> he has Tosh Point to fall back on. Yeah, but, you're right. But Arizona State won that tiebreaker right there because they beat USC. They beat USC earlier in the season, which caused Lane Kiffin to get fired. It'd be interesting to see though if Pat if um Arizona State does lose this because if they lose this, then that'll be a three way well sort of a three way scrum or a three way tie, and then if the last week of the season, um, UCLA faces USC, and then USC beats UCLA. It's going to be a weird, like, kind of a quagmire, so to say, on the top. It's weird because you'll have each team beating each other. It's kind of like a couple of years ago when, remember, like, Texas Tech beat Texas. Texas beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma and Oklahoma beat Texas yeah. Tech. It'll be the same thing, so you can't decide who will. What ended up happening in the Big 12 that year? What was the uh, championship game? I think Oklahoma. Texas Tech was on the outside looking in, they weren't they? on the they? outside looking in. Yeah. With, with the Michael Crabtree team, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I think it was either. I think, I think it was Oklahoma that went in. Yeah, it was Oklahoma. No, or was it Texas? I, one of those teams barely almost lost to Nebraska in the Big Ten 12 championship game. Anyways. Oh, you're right. They, they're all in the South. They they're were all, all in the, the Big South, 12 South, South, so only six. one of them went in, not even just two, two of the three. I, I right. would say it was Texas, and then they almost lost to Nebraska. In Nebraska's, I think it was, yeah, in the, in the Big 12 right. championship game. I remember, I remember both, and both um, Oklahoma and Texas Tech had 
issues. Mm-hmm. They had issues with their exclusion. Um, they, you know, we wanted rule changes. Uh, you, you guys are going to find that this is going to become a theme for the college football portion of today's podcast is uh, teams with beefs about rankings. Well, um, back to the Pac-12. Oregon <clears throat> has a clear cut. They look like they're going to win the Pac-12 North because USC did them a favor by their 6-1 and one as well in their conference, and they did... Uh, they lost to Stanford, but uh, USC did them a favor by beating Stanford yeah. last week. So, what do I think? It's going to be hard because Brett Hundley is he's going to be a first round pick in the NFL draft. He's a really good quarterback, but it's it's weird. It's sometimes the defense is kind of leaky. Like the defense has gotten better on uh, Arizona State side of the ball, but like as good as the UCLA defense can be, sometimes it's kind of leaky. So I've, especially against uh, uh, Taylor Kelly and that high octane offense of Arizona state. Uh, it's tough. I want to give the nod to Arizona state mm-hmm. this, but it's not in Tempe, Arizona. So it's at Pasadena, but I can see them winning. I can see them winning it. Well, they had their first win while ranked mm-hmm. last week. So we'll see if that trend can continue. Yeah. And um, that was against, a really good Oregon State team too, who many people at the beginning of the year picked. They're six and four right now. They're they're disappointing, but many they were ranked to start off. Many people predicted Oregon State to kind of maybe challenge Stanford and Oregon and for the Pac twelve North, so they kind of dis- it's disappointing. But um, I'll still stick by them. I say they win. We are down to four teams that you'd say would have a legitimate argument, probably, for playing in the BCS championship game uh, currently. That is, four teams that are remain undefeated. Alabama, of course, Florida State, of course, and then you have Baylor and Ohio State. Uh, there's also Fresno State, too, isn't there? Derek Carr. Uh, yeah, Derek Carr, David Carr's brother. Very, very little brother. 9-0. Oh. Their remaining <clears throat> games are Fresno State. They beat Wyoming. They they have two remaining games. Uh, it's against home against New Mexico. New Mexico's bad, and they're at San Jose State. Mm-hmm. And then they face the winner of. That, this is the first year the Mountain West is doing a championship game, right? Because now they're broken down into divisions. If my mind serves me correct, they're in the West Division, and then they'll face the winner of. Get this this original the Mountain Division. The Mountain <laughs> Division. Look at that. Hey, you know what? It's better than the Big Ten or the big whatever they call the Big Ten these days with the uh, what was it? The Legends and the Leaders divisions. So and so far, looking at the Mountain West as it's shaping up so far, it looks like they'll face. Like I said, they're six and zero in their conference. They're nine zero. The leader of the Mountain West in the Mountain Division is Boise State at five and one, and. Fresno State already faced Boise State. That's mm. Boise State's only conference loss, and they beat them forty-one to forty. So it might be LA. It was a close game. So hey, you know, you know my stance on forty-one to forty games. Yeah. I, I don't give any team credit over the other team for that win. That's two teams playing right equal with each other, and I don't think you know that should have a negative effect on the losing team. I go. I, I always go back to my 2006 Ohio State Michigan, where one was ranked one, and one, Ohio State was ranked first, and Michigan was ranked second. And in Ohio, in in Ohio State's, uh, in Ohio State, 
they played a 42-39 game. So basically even with each other. And people were clamoring to drop Michigan in the rankings because they lost. And to me, I look at that and I say, Michigan actually proved that they should be ranked number two based on this game. That they should be ranked right up there. Like, this game did nothing to prove that their ranking at number two was too high. All it did was prove that it's probably about right because they played right there with Ohio State. Because I was looking at the Mountain schedule, and I see Utah State is 5-1 and one in the Mountain Division, too. And I'm sitting there like, oh, maybe Utah State might make some noise. Then I looked at their schedule, and their loss was against Boise State, and Boise State throttled them. So I'm like, all right, never mind. Mm. So Boise State basically controls their own destiny. And I looked at Boise State's schedule. They have two uh, teams. So barring a huge upset on both sides of the ball, it most likely be a rematch in the Mountain. But I think, was it? What is Fresno State ranked? Because I think... For mid-major conferences like that, you have to be in the top 12 to get an automatic bowl. To get an automatic bid. Big CS bowl bid. Um, is that really, really interesting? I didn't know yeah. that. They are probably like a bubble team around the top 12. They're probably right around, right about where Stanford is Let right now. See. I mean, it depends what you're looking at. Which um, Here's another undefeated team. Northern Illinois, too, from the MAC. Northern Illinois, wow. I mean, these these teams are, they are probably are not going to be in the running for the BCS. Yeah. They'll, they'll get it. They'll, they may they're they're in the running for a BCS bowl game bid, but not for the BCS. Even if they remain undefeated, because you have with with four major conference undefeated still remaining, it, it it'd be hard to believe that you're going to see three of them lose, yeah. which is bare minimum what you would need for any of these other teams to be in the running here. So you said Stanford's ranked ten. Guess what Fresno is? It's a lot lower than I thought with the 9 mil record. 16. No. Close enough, 15. 15. Wow. Yeah. And they but just, hey, you know what? I mean, I, 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 who have they beaten? Boise State. <laughs> you know? Is that is that their best... Is that the best thing on their resume? Rutgers. Uh, I mean, Rutgers is in a major conference. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> and even that win, it's that one was fifty-two to fifty-one. That was their wow. opening week schedule. Yeah, I'm 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 not buying Fresno State as a uh, as a big contender. I uh, Urban Meyer, you want to you want to you want to go Urban Meyer here? Yes, he's got some issues. He said the system's flawed. <clears throat> he feels it's <laughs> really. He has like well, one of my things is I find that funny how I'm like, yeah, betcha you didn't think it was flawed once you're in Florida and yep. you were in the SEC. And the nice little SEC too. bias, yeah. But he, he's right sometimes because I looked at it. He's basically like, it's flawed because we get leapfrogged by um, what's it? He killed, they beat Illinois by almost 30 points, a middle of the mm. road um, Big Ten team, and they get leapfrogged by Baylor, who they killed Texas Tech. And people, my thing is too, I heard the argument, but Texas Tech is a better team, and I'm like, Texas Tech started off, I think, seven and zero, but since then they lost four straight, so they're not that. They're seven and four, so they're mm-hmm. not as <clears throat> impressive as as like one would believe either. Like, yeah, let me see. I think they lost. Yeah, seven seven and four. They lost four straight games since starting the season, seven and four. So that really, and they got yeah. So it's not really as impressive too. So I'd say they're a middle of the road Big Twelve team too. There's there is some truth to what Urban Meyer says because I look at that like he's absolutely right because they beat Illinois by almost like 30 points a middle of the road. You know, 
three and seven Illinois team. They beat them uh, sixty to thirty-five, and so I'm like, okay, that's a blow. They they beat them by that many points, and then you know they get bumped down to number five. Then you have a team like. Alabama, which yeah, you can say the SEC buys. They beat a middle of the road Mississippi State team twenty to seven, not as a yeah. convincing fashion, and people still give them first place votes. So I, it's like you're right, you're right. I think Alabama. The thing about the way these rankings are is we know we've discussed this before. They're not actual rankings; they're just buffer boundaries, you know, that are just sort of set up, and then on a week to week basis, teams move teams have movement but they don't rank from scratch every week they take the prior ranking the 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 ranking coming into the week has a lot to say about the weight ranking going going on after that week and i think alabama is always just just on reputation going to be penciled in to that number one spot in the event of any sort of if there's any discussion about it at all alabama is going to be the default choice to come out on top until they get something on their resume that is a legitimate you know indisputable reason like a loss that's a reason to drop them um you know and you can look at i i understand i understand urban meyer saying how do we get leapfrogged when we just blow out illinois Mm-hmm. Right. And while, you know, you can argue whether Baylor beating Texas Tech by a similar amount of po- also in a blowout or Ohio State beating beating Illinois is a, is more impressive. But I think the other way that you can look at it is not on a single week, like a week to week basis, like w- this performance versus that performance. You can look at it over the course of the entire season. And, you know, Baylor, the, the way I look at it is that if if you told me right now, regardless of who leapfrogged who on this particular week, if you told me right now that Baylor was ranked one spot ahead of Ohio State and I looked at their resumes, I would actually agree with that ranking because I think both teams play in similar conferences. We'll call them tier two conferences, yeah. right? <laughs> SEC still probably, I mean, even as much as we say the SEC is overrated, it's still a very, very quality conference. And the Big Ten and Big 12 are both slightly weaker right now than they have been in recent years, I would say. Um, and Ohio State has had some blowouts, They've also played a lot of very close games. They've won a lot of games by a touchdown or less. Baylor has not been challenged in a single game this year. And based on that, that was that's why I would I would put Baylor ahead of Ohio State this year. Here's another gripe I have too, because I looked up the stuff too, which you have a team like Wisconsin, which they played one uh, a tough schedule and they're they're eight and two right now. They're ranked Nineteenth uh, in the no, sorry, sixteenth in the BCS standings, and their schedule was they're eight and two. They lost to Arizona State thirty-two to thirty. Like I said, I'm back in the Sun Devils, but they got screwed in that game. That mm-hmm. was basically a screw job game. And then the next game, they're at Ohio State, and they lost by a touchdown, thirty-one to twenty-four. You know, they get knocked down. They basically ever since they've blown out everything opponent they have, and they've had a, a decent schedule where you have a team like you know. Those were legit opponents, you know. Like Arizona State's right now, and they're they're a legit opponent. Same thing for um, Ohio State. Ohio State's a top, and they went into them and like basically played an even or a close game. Then you have Stanford, which is still somehow ranked ten. They're eight and two two, but their losses came against USC last week. Granted, it was last second field goal. Now USC's ranked. All right, I'll give them that. 
But their other loss was against a Utah <laughs> team that's four and six right now. Had no business losing. Yeah, you're right. And they're still <laughs> ten. Where I feel like if we're going by quality losses. Wisconsin has better quality losses. Those two losses, they have a national tie, a, a team like Ohio State and Arizona State better than Utah. Like I'm with you. It's and they're still ten. They're six spots ahead of them. Like what, what the hell? I'm with you. I'm with you. And and that that goes to the I you know I guess what what I always say, which is that these rankings, they're not rankings. They're 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 just a series of of boundaries, you know, that teams push through, and and as you get through the season, you you find sort of discrepancies between where a team is ranked, because it's just oh you took a loss, we'll bump you down a few. Like that's that's almost as simple as it goes, and y- there's no okay, let's just start from scratch and take stock of what's on these teams' resumes and rank them that way. Because if we did, we'd probably have more sensible rankings. You know, Stanford would not be as high as it is right now. You know, Wisconsin would probably be a little bit higher on, on account of that. You know, and maybe, maybe Alabama would not be default number one because we'd look at, we, we might, we might look at, uh, Baylor's or Ohio State's or Florida State's resume and and deem it more impressive than alabama's but that's the thing these rankings are always what makes them sort of illegitimate to me is that these rankings are always sort of functions of the previous rankings you know where does alabama's default stuff come from well it comes from their championship pedigree of course you know what i mean but that has nothing to do on with anything on a year-to-year basis but that's where it comes from that's why people kind of default to yeah. them being number one without any que- like who asks any questions about Alabama yeah. being ranked number one like even said, though they're the same undefeated as these other teams like I said I can make an argument that Florida State might have the better resume from yeah. the fact that like, <clears throat> they beat a top 10 team in Miami and they went into uh, who I think was fourth at the time Clemson and killed them in their own place like mm-hmm. in like Clemson so like you know it's people say you know like, I'm defending the ACC, you know, people say, what's the ACC, it's weird, you know, it's not, but <clears throat> this year the ACC made a leap, like, like there's, like, they, they really, it's been really a strong conference Yeah, you're right. Year, so. if, if we're going by this podcast's vernacular, I would say they're tier two as well. Yeah. I put them right up there with, um, with the Big 12 and the Big 10 right now. Yeah. Um, well, w- we'll see, you know, a- as it pertains to Baylor, we're, we're they will be tested. They've got this week. They've got a huge game against Oklahoma State, and they still have the game against Texas at the end of the year looming. So they, you know, if if they by the end of the year if they are still undefeated, I think they will have earned it at least to be you know placed ahead of Urban Meyer. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what what happens with Florida State. You know, they're going to have the ACC championship game. Although I'm not sure if the, I mean who who, who are they. Well, um, lined up Alabama's with only tough choice. They, they got Chattanooga this week. Like, I, why are you going to schedule a Division two team late in the season? Come on, like that's. But my thing is, like, they're going to be tested next week. It's at Auburn, so that Iron that, Bowl. Yep, yep. So, but no, Florida State. It's funny because they basically clinched the Atlantic Division, so they're in the ACC championship game against. As if the season ends today, Duke. <laughs> face Duke in the ACC championship game, which it's it, that's a it's amazing. that's insane. Is it insane? Because if you look, if you look at the the, the coastal division, well, you can tell that coastal divisions 
Duke is four and two, eight and two. Then the second place team is Georgia Tech, which is five and three, six and four. Then Virginia Tech, which is four and three and seven. So the coastal division is kind of the weak division of the ACC. Yeah. If it ended today, yeah, they'd face Duke in the ACC championship game. So as opposed, if you look at um, um, I wish we had a Duke fan in the room to weigh in. <laughs> I have a basketball Duke fan. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Big, I'll buy that. Big difference. I'll buy that. I wouldn't have anything to say about them either. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about them. Well, David Cutcliffe's done a great job with the Duke program. I mean, it's the same guy that, like, I felt kind of got a raw deal outside of, like, Ole Miss. Because he was a coach of Ole Miss. Only had one losing season. He, like, helped. He was integral in, like, developing. He developed Peyton Manning at Tennessee. Then he became the head coach of Ole Miss and developed Eli Manning. So he has a big pedigree there with the Eli, the Manning brothers. And then, mm-hmm. like, after Eli left, Ole Miss had its, like, I think it's first losing season under him. And they're like, yeah, you did it because of Eli. And now they're finally, maybe it was David Cutcliffe, like, because he's doing a great job at Duke because it's recent as a couple of years ago. They had winless record. I think like two out of three years they didn't win a game. So like now they have the chance of competing for the first ever BCS Bowl game. So you want to play a game? All right. Let's pretend this year's next year, yeah. and we have a four year. For those of you who don't know, the uh, BCS is installing a four game playoff starting with next year. Let's say that was going on this year. What are our scenarios here? Let's assume one or more of these four undefeated teams takes a loss, right? Who are our teams in the running? And does this four-game playoff uh, satisfyingly determine a a a champion who has a loss? I don't know. I, let, let, you know, we'd oh, have to we'd have to make it up. Let's just say I, I'm I'm assuming at least one or more of these four teams are not going to go undefeated. Can we just say all of them have a loss? Like, just say like who would we fit in? For Why them? not? Why not? Let's give all of our undefeated teams. So Alabama, Bama, Bama gets in. <laughs> of course, Bama gets in. You're right. You're right. You're right. Bama's definitely definitely up there. They're entrenched in one of them. So we throw Bama, Florida State. Ohio State and Baylor in with Oregon. Um, who are other? Auburn. Clemson, seven. Mm-hmm. Missouri's, eight. Oh, well, all right. Let me do the top ten. So it's Auburn, six. Clemson, seven. Missouri's, eight. Texas A&M is nine. And Stanford's, ten. Stanford has two losses, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. But they're, they're ten just ranked. Yeah, they're okay. 10 ranked. All right. All right. Well, I, let's just throw Stanford in the trash heap. Sorry, Stanford. Harvard of the West. Um, All right, let's just say that's our top four. It's Bama, Florida State, Baylor, Ohio State. Now, the two teams... But they're no longer necessarily our top four because we're giving them a loss, right? So what are we looking at? Does Oregon sneak back in? Like, here's here's the question. Is Oregon better... if, If any of these teams loses, does Oregon jump over them? If Baylor loses, what do you think? Yeah. Yes. I think so, yeah. If Ohio State loses... Yes, because yes. It's the reputation of the Big Ten okay. is. If Florida State loses, mm-hmm. I want to say yeah, yes. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Yeah. You know how we're talking about Alabama having having the pedigree? Yeah. Who else has the pedigree? Oregon. Oregon. And is that not the reason yeah. why we all kind of are in agreement that yeah. they just leapfrog everybody and go straight to number two my, if all those teams lose? If they did the playoffs today, let's say, yeah, Alabama lost. They lost at Auburn in Ironburg. That's their one loss. Mm-hmm. Do you think Auburn automatically gets into the playoff because of that? Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But Alabama stays without winning their conference because they're Alabama, right? Here's I mean, in in the playoffs, mm-hmm. not not above Auburn, but they stay in like so, not number one. They stay but in contention. Nobody allows them to drop out of the top four under any circumstances. Unless they lose twice, right? Let me throw this at you. Okay, they lose to Auburn, so then Auburn clinches the SEC West. Mm-hmm. They face Missouri, who wins the SEC East, and Missouri beats Auburn for the SEC championship. Do you think Missouri breaks into that top four? No. No? I don't. Wait, say it again. All right. Say what happens. Auburn beats Bama. That they handled Bama's first loss. Right. So also that means that means Auburn, not Alabama, represents the West mm-hmm. in the SEC title game. And let's say uh or Missouri wins out. They beat um their next two teams. They beat which, nine, ten and one, whatever. They, well, which is not easy. Their next two games right. they're well, it's irrelevant. They win the East, and let's say they beat Auburn in the SEC championship game. Do you think they... Then they beat Auburn. Um, yes. They'll put two SEC teams in the top four. Uh, they will not put three. Okay. Uh, they'll get... Yeah, they'll have issues if they okay, put three. But they, they'll definitely justify getting two in right, there. I thought, I thought they'd do... But Auburn beat the number one team ranked in the... You know, like... But, like... Wouldn't people cry? True. Like, here's my thing, too, that it's funny. But, but, you know, we're thinking Oregon would go in there and no. Stanford beat Oregon, and nobody's clamoring for Stanford to get in with two losses. So, Because my thing is, too, I find it funny that if that scenario didn't happen this year, let's say it's Bama and Missouri, because do it. If, like, nobody's happy, because I'd cry, pal, because I'm like, Alabama, you're just basing it that they won last year. They didn't even win the West. Auburn yeah. won the West. If yeah. anything, I would put Auburn in over Alabama. That's, that would be my thing. Like they could, didn't even chance. Would, would, yeah. Although, would would you, would you do that? Would you put a two loss Auburn? It like obviously not going. You know, there's the usual SOP for yeah. dealing with rankings. But but just in your own head, would you put Aub- a two loss Auburn in over a one loss Alabama if Auburn had the trump card of beating Alabama? I I would. If I would give the vote, yes, that's that's me yeah. because Auburn did because the Alabama didn't play for the conference championship. Mm-hmm. But if that if that scenario happened, I would only put one SC. If Missouri did that, my top rankings would be Florida State, Oregon, Missouri, and I'll throw in Ohio State. That would be my top four playoffs right there. I wouldn't put two SEC teams in because I'm sitting there. I'm like. Definitely not Bama. Bama. Bama's on the outside looking in because yeah. they couldn't even play in their conference championship, and Auburn lost in their conference championship. So no, and that's. And I'm assuming that Florida State wins the ACC, Oregon wins. Oregon wins the Pac-12, and Ohio State wins the Bay. I'm like, yeah, that that's my top four playoffs. All right, I'll buy that. To the chagrin of. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, that'd be me. But oh, Alabama's going to get in because, like you said, they're based on reputation alone. Like yep. they won the last two, and I think was it was it three out of four national championships. Three out of four, and yeah. to a certain extent, I want them in. I as just as a fan, if I'm looking at it not from the stamp, and sometimes I like to do this. I I look at it as they're serving me, not themselves. Yeah. So as a fan, I I do kind of want to see Alabama in there because I want to see somebody beat them. I don't want to see them excluded and somebody wins without taken down the giant you know what i mean so you know i wouldn't i wouldn't mind that i I, yeah i can definitely see that i can definitely see how 
it'll cause more things where, like, if that scenario would happen, and I'll just throw it out there, let's say that Florida State wins the championship in the, um, thing, everybody's like, put an asterisk there, because they didn't face Yeah, Bama, they didn't face or, Bama, or, or exactly. Like Bama was excluded due to reasons. <laughs> due to logic. <laughs> so what, they didn't win their own division, I'm like, uh. <laughs> Alright, guys, we're gonna take a short break, regroup, get a drink of water, and come back and talk about the guys who get paid. See you on the other side. Hey guys, this is Ted from the Left for Ted Podcast, wondering if you are tired of listening to stupid podcasts about movies and TV that are just from insiders in the biz. Well, then listen to our podcast, the Left for Ted Podcast. You know, where you talk about movies, video games, you name it. We have discussions on freaking everything, dude. Yeah, freaking everything. From, you know, gay superheroes to what's coming out on DVD and in the box office. So come on down and listen to us. The Left for Ted Podcast. Facebook.com slash The Left for Ted Podcast. And we're back. All right, NFL time. We unfortunately lost our friend, but we're going to be getting our silent but day master. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Smith, how you been, buddy? No, oh, it's, it's it was a metaphor, not a simile. Wait, <laughs> all right, yeah, uh, like you know, like we said at the outset here, it's been a while since we pigskin, uh, and we got our uh, we got our college out of the way. NFL time. <laughs> um, we've had a go on. Since last, since last talked, uh, uh, just to name one, the New York Jets became a playoff lock, and in one fell swoop, see you later, playoff. Oh, <laughs> At a high week where every team around in the uh, in the wild card race lost, in some cases twice. Uh, in the case of the uh, Titans, I believe it was, and then they came against the Bills. I, I, I for one, other people had had some Jets Kool Aid. Yeah. Uh, in I guess a weak middle pack AFC. I think that was when they were supposed to, you know, you know, consistently up and down. Like, yeah. I think that was the only game well, was supposed to be up for. it depend. It depend. It depended on how you looked at the bye week. You could look at it one of one of two ways. You could look at them as winning every game, every other game, or you could look at it as winning on every odd week and losing on every week. And they had a bye week on the even week. So you would have thought, hey, maybe that's where we're finally going to get our second win in a row. But it didn't happen. Um, they had uh, Geno Smith. Rough game for Geno. There are people very strangely saying, do we, like I read the other day, um, saying, watch out Geno Smith. Is it time for Rex Ryan to put Matt Sims in? They're in the playoff race. They can't afford to have Geno Smith throwing away their season with his turnovers. What? <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's put let's a guy who has no NFL experience and act as a better chance, right? Um, you know, I, we, we've all gotten used to, I think, in the in recent years, kind of expecting a lot out of rookie backs. And I think, you know, because of, yeah, last year, and even, you know, even before that, we've had Cam Newtons, you know, there are first-rounder guys who have come in and performed immediately. You know, and it's changed. Yeah, it's changed our expectations here, and we're not. A lot of us are not remembering. Um, hey, yeah, what a rookie quarterback. He, yeah. Give a break. You know, yeah. Geno Smith is getting the ball over. It's funny. People aren't. This guy was not a first round pick. 
You know, he was he was not even supposed to be that good. Yeah, exactly. You know, so let's let's cool it Wasn't a sec. Fourth round? Uh, I think he had ended up fourth, third or fourth, third, third or fourth. fourth. Yeah. You know, it just people are going crazy here. Ah, oh, bench. Well, what did you expect in the first? Yeah, some people just really stopped thinking immediately towards Cam Newton and orderly towards RG three and maybe like, yeah, so on and so. Forth. Well, and we're seeing with with RG three that maybe even that first year was a little not yeah. not a fluke that he's a quarterback, but a fluke that he's like one of the an elite quarterback, you know. Um, you know, and this um this kind of uh, losing track of patience. Uh, is a is theme with the Jets because you know what were the Jets supposed to be this season? One of the worst teams in the league. The fact that they are a 500 team, even if they end up just a 500 team, that is uh, alternate, exciting, and disappointing every week. That's a uh, yeah, that's a re- and that's a really good coach job by Rex Ryan. I don't understand that. That's a step in the wrong direction. Yeah, in comparison, what they were. And I mean, I know you. They're probably living off old. Oh, we made it to the. Uh, AFC. Yeah, the, the two straight AFC champion teams. You can't hold on to that anymore. You're not that team. So <clears throat> yeah. You got to go in another direction, and this is an actor. It really is. Beef is good. You know, Rex Ryan is a really one of the best defense. If he if he were to were to get canned, which he absolutely not, but let's say he were, uh, I bet 29 of 32 NFL would fire their defensive coordinator just so they could hire him. Yeah. He really is. I mean, he that that, that probably, defense is good. probably pay him Salary to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been, and I'll, I'll use as as a time to since John is here, we've got we've got to take up for John in the uh, Rex Ryan for Coach of the Year. Uh, John is totally behind Rex Ryan for Coach of the Year. I I like it. I, I I don't know if he would be mine, but he certainly is one of the best candidates. I don't know. Yeah. But I think you have to take in consideration that he doesn't take control of the offense and the ball too. I wasn't sure what he. Well, the M wants uh, the. Is it Spur- or not last year? It's a new guy. I forget who. Yeah. Well, basically, the core takes most of that responsibility, right. focusing on, I guess, spatial side. And that happens. That's a very common thing yeah, okay. in the NFL. It's actually, and he calls the defensive. Yeah. It's, it's unheard of that a cor- cor- excuse me, a coach actually does both, both sides of. Yeah, yeah. Most always, maybe they're mind, they're they're more offensive or more defensive minded, and they, well, they let yeah. their coordinator do it. Um, yeah, yeah, that could definitely happen at many other teams. Yeah, they're yeah. not always. That's what the coordinator is there for sometimes because yeah. that's your specific expertise. So that's why you kind of lean on the other coaches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so our coach of the year, I I, I think I, I, I do not see him winning right now, even though I think I think he has a better claim to coach of the year than he has a shot at coach of the year. Yeah. I think nobody will able to ignore um, the Kansas City Chiefs win improvement. Nobody will. He's. I think Andy Reid is. I agree. Well, yeah. I don't think. But I think it's a little overrated. Because, like, when you think about it, what were. Well, the well, yeah, picks, but, you know. Yeah. The biggest change was the. Company. Kansas City was a team that was unreasonably bad last year. And 2 and 14. 14, sorry. And 2 14, not representative of how the talent level of that team but yeah, fair let's say i think kitty will probably win 13 games this they year right they did they're loaded down with talent you know um uh who am i thinking here tom bali oh glenn uh glenn dorsey houston um yeah justin houston yeah eric berry um well, uh, you want to go on the offensive side you got you know they got they, they got they've got tons of talent 
roster, and they really were just in the two places that are the most yeah. for an NFL team, which is quarterback and head coach. And they got a decent quarterback that brought them up to a mediocre level, which is a huge improvement. Yeah. And they got a decent coach, you know. And the thing is, people be able to avoid I, looking at, at an 11 improvement. So he's going to win because that's never been done in the NFL. An 11-win improvement, yeah. that's unheard of. Yeah. Um, but I think that improvement will be a little bit unreasonably overrated. I think he's going to be a top nominee for, yeah. the, for that. I mean, I think he's going to win. I don't know if I'd give it yeah. to him. Okay. But, Who would you give it to? Well, here's, here's, here's how I look at it, right? I think he's in a dead heat right now with Rex Ryan and with Bruce Cardinals, Cardinals, right? The Cardinals yeah. six and four, and not to derail this because I think we we want to talk about the Cardinals a little um, coming up. But if, uh, regarding, I'm torn on how I look at Andy Reid because on the one hand we know what kind of coach Andy Reid is. We know he's like a good coach. Mm-hmm. We know he's got a few flaws. He has a long career. He's a known quantity in the NFL. So to a certain extent, in not nothing about the Chiefs is surprising. You know, this isn't surprising that they're better because we already knew they were talented and we already knew that they were going to improve from Romeo Cornell, who's a terrible coach, to a decent coach, knows what he's doing, who can run team and whatnot. I know they were this better. They are. And like, that's, that's not, the thing. Not nine and one. I don't want to poo-poo nine and one. Yeah. You know, that that's that's a huge improvement that Andy Reid should get credit for. To a certain extent, I wonder if I'm... Um, if I'm being hard on Andy Reid because I knew that he was a good coach already and therefore him being a good coach isn't surprising to me, are you? I, I, I'm wondering if I'm looking at it fairly. Are you counting what happened when he was with the Eagles? Yeah. Okay. Him being having the most successful runs of head no, 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 I meant like before he left. This is right before left. Before the family dying and all that other stuff. Oh. Him being distracted. And- yeah. No. No. I mean, I, I credit. I think he's one. He's one of the coaches in NFL history. Okay. Um. We already knew he was. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and it's it's almost like you could look at it as. Well, we knew that Kansas City was going to be good, was going to be better. And a lot of, you know, I, I, I think most predicted that Kansas City would be uh, an over 500 at least, yeah. um, you know, a decent team. Yeah. But um, I, it's, it's not the win improvement, but it's it, that we want for him, but it's the difference between maybe an expected six win improvement and 11 win improvement. You know what I mean? Like he's, it's that he's 11 wins better than I thought, assuming 13 uh, wins. Yeah, I think that's yeah, probably I think fair, that right? Fair. Right. Fair. Um, it's that he's like fine better than, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. he really, that team has really done a good job. And it has been a lot about coaching because they don't score a lot of points. It's just been about having a really, really good yeah, defense, defense and making smart decisions mm-hmm. on offense oh, that they're, they're in games in your favor. Mm-hmm. You know, using Alex Smith the right way, mm-hmm. making use of your good players, Jamal Charles, etc. Except for the last game, he's faded Yeah. But you know what? I thought, Right, you're right. But <laughs> I thought I was actually... Uh, by the way, least Ballyhoo takedown of an undefeated opponent I've ever seen. Yeah. Of a previously undefeated like, yeah, opponent. Uh, yeah, opponent yeah. Even the favorite in that game? Uh, probably so. not, probably right? Not, no. But I, I was. Imp- I actually came out of that game being more impressed by Kansas City than I was they, going in. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because... I, they, they hung showed, with Denver well. Yeah, they hung with them well. They showed some things that I didn't think they're more capable of doing yeah alex was on the football a little bit and i didn't think mm-hmm. he was capable of that his arm isn't the best thing in the world but yeah. it's actually pretty good and i think he's just trying to showcase I, I, they basically that game that i took away uh it would be if they were in 
Kansas City Arrowhead or whatever. Yeah, they they gave me no reason to not think that they can. I I was I was gonna say that that very thing that gained confidence in me that if they play an arrow, well, they, yeah, but if play. that if when they Arrowhead. I can Kansas City winning that game, yeah. which if they hadn't, if they'd gotten, you know, I wouldn't obviously wouldn't be thinking, right. think, okay, they've just had a run of, they've had an easy, yeah. all the teams in the AFC East have had ready schedules, but you know, there are a couple more games coming up for both Kansas City Denver, Denver face this week, Kansas City at Indianapolis later yeah, on in the yeah, season, they and they both, and they will, then they will both play, different. they will both play each other. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see about the East there, but I like Andy Reid. Um, I like... Bruce Arians. Now, Bruce Arians is in probably by most, most measurements in the top three. It's Prex Ryan. I mean, I don't know who else you want to. Well, Sean Payton will be Sean there. Sean Payton will be yeah. there. But, but Bruce Bruce will be in the uh, running. All right, cat. All right. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Arians will be in the running uh, in the uh, improved team, unexpected improvement of a team category, you know, if you want us to there. And the, yeah, the Cardinals are six and four. They've got one of the best defense in the NFL. Uh, they're doing it in the West, which is very impressive. Although, I, I don't know what they're. They haven't beaten San Francisco or Seattle yet, but either way, in uh, outside of they performed admirably. Um, you know, and the NFC is not easy. You know, it, it it's funny. Go, I think I was, I was telling someone this the other day. Going into the season, we kind of assumed all the power was in the NFC, right? Yeah. But then after the first month, it looked like all those teams were disappointing. The Giants were dis. Well, every team in the NFC East was disappointing. So the the Packers were decent. But, you know, we didn't know the Niners, you know, didn't know about, uh, who else am I thinking of? The, um, you know, the Bucks were terrible, terrible and we thought the Bucks were maybe okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess we you know, the, Yeah, the AFC was winning all the games, uh, the interconference games. But now I think it's probably been a lot of NFC victories recently. I think the, the pendulum has swung better way. Um, but, I mean, that's... that's you know they're in the wild card race. I don't know if they're gonna do it, but we've uh, the cards. Oh. Sorry, um, big game this week against Indianapolis, and that's that's an interesting game because here's the thing about Bruce Arians as it pertains to the year he won last year. year yeah. Would that be something? Yeah, <laughs> if he were to win in consecutive years, two different teams. He won last year, of course, as an interim coach when Pagano uh, had to leave the team with the cancer stuff, yeah. um, and he took the team Chuck Song into the playoffs. No, not into the playoff. Wait, what they do last year? Into the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. Um, Nobody expected that though. Yeah. Well, they're still doing pretty well. The Colts with them back. Um, they're seven and three right now. Yeah, the Colts. Colts are doing. Colts are doing great. I mean, they're they're obviously a tender. Uh, Who Pagano? Uh, yeah. This year? Nah, I can't. You know, it's there's like, too many good candidates. He's he's done a good job, but. Uh, they're approximately where they were. That's right. Now I remember, like eleven and five, yeah. albeit against. You know, they didn't have a lot of signature wins. They got a little bit lucky in close games. So I think people were envisioning them as a as a candidate to regress towards media mediocrity this year. But they've outperformed that expectation by continuing to be good. Yeah. <laughs> actually, the the comeback in the fourth quarter has been there. True. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Their, For consecutive years, actually. Yeah, but I think I, you know, I, I think Andrew Luck has now stepped out ahead of RG. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, with yeah, two yeah, years. I yeah. I think we have to. That, that's, that's he certainly looks like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody was going towards the wrong upside. 
Um, My thing about it was I didn't say that RG3 would be good. I said he wouldn't last long because of... And that's true. And that... And you know what's funny? I think his injury actually directly had an effect on the quality of quarterback play because he's, he's timid now. Timid now, and he can't really be himself. And he's a... He's coming out of it a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, he's he's a... Still not well. Yeah, exactly. And he's a, he's a plenty good quarterback, but, you know, maybe not quite as... Because, like, when, when I, you don't I have even that... look at to that kind of, like, yeah, play quarterback or whatever <clears throat> have you. I look at Russell Wilson. Yeah. Because Russell Wilson is... I think are consistent and he knows slide when it's like, you know, in trouble when he ran, he's double. So uh, that, that's more of the standard I look towards when they talk about that. Who's our first coach fired? Oh, is there any way it's not Greg Schiano? Is there any way that Giano uh, is not fired and not and pull off the team by Lane Kiffin style yeah. after their last yeah. after week seventeen game? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm surprised that he's not fired now. To be honest with you, well, um, at, at some point, point like, they don't want to let they they want to let him take the stink of the rest of the season. They don't want to give some interim because, like, league. the thing is, like, I know if you want to for another coach, you want to kind of implement them now so co- so the players get you before you get into the, that's actually yeah, that's a good point. But like you know, the, the Les like, Frazier or the to just take low for the year and then yeah put in I get too, but I, nobody wants to jump. Yeah, he's made. I mean, Dreg Schiano's name has only come up in stupid commercial Bad. things. You know, the blowing up the victory forming Giants last year. Uh, this thing with all right, all right, Doug Martin fantasy owner group. Um, Doug Martin tore his labrum. Uh, the running back tore his labrum a few weeks back, and everything. You know. Every every piece of media, every blurb that you could read about Doug Martin was like, all right, see you next year. He's going to go on IR because that's what responsible teams do with players that tear their labor and surgery, right? A week later, he's still not IR. And they're talking about, like, Greg Schiano's talking about, oh, we'll see, you know, we'll see ways in a couple weeks. What are you doing? That's so irrelevant. You're going to ru- destroy the guy's career for what? For what? You're 0 and 6, 0 and 7, 0 and 8. Like, you have no chance of competing. Shut the guy down. The guy should be sued for, (laughs) you know, for negligence. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that that was bizarre. I can't even ahead of him. I'm I'm thinking about all the coaches for this year and. Nobody talks. Yeah, there's there are some coaches are having disappointing. Seasons. You know, Mike Smith, but I can't see Mike Smith. They're gonna keep him. They, they. It's to me that the the questions even. Because you know, I was like, if you lose your offensive core, yeah, well, what do you? Your defense is good to be the benefit. Yeah, I mean, it's it, low D, you, decent. I guess they've but. they've vowed them. They've spent the majority of this, or they'll have spent the majority of this without their top two receivers. Yeah, and, so they you know, just get them back. The miraculous. They're running back. Great. Their running back situation has been. I mean, you want to talk about Atlanta? I, here's yeah. something I will say about Atlanta, though. Uh, yes, in one sense, they've been, but the reason they're one of the worst teams in the league right now, uh, the reason they got were able to get blown out by uh, the Bucks last week. You know, remember the Julio Jones trade? They traded away six to acquire Julio Jones. I guess this is kind of what happens when you trade six picks to acquire one player and that player suffers an injury. They don't have anybody to step up. They don't have anybody to step up and fill Julio Jones' shoes. They don't have anybody to step up and make up for the lack of a wide receiver of a passing game on the rest of their team. They don't have guys to step up on defense. Yeah. They don't have they don't have running back. You know, they're they're yes. treading out retreads, old, you know, Steven Jackson, you know, Michael Turner. They're lacking picks. And, uh, picks, you know, what if they had Muhammad Wilkerson? What if they had uh, Kinnan or, yeah. you know, these guys yeah, who are pretty guys, good? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's, you can't tell Tony Gonzalez to go out there and win the game. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, to a certain extent, and that's you can blame... Story. You're right. You brought him back from retirement. You're right. Like, oh, For this... He's the only guy that's like able to do... Ah, uh, you just worst. depressed me. That I, depressed. I never thought of that. I'm so sorry, but like, that is terrible. He wanted to retire, <laughs> yeah. go in peace. You wanted to bring him back because you thought you had Julio Jones. Yeah. White. You know, I, you know to, a cer- to a certain extent, you can say bad luck, but I, yeah. I can't... I can't avoid blaming uh, management. I can't avoid, you know, Thomas Dimitrov, because uh, that's what happens. You do a Jones trade, you know? How did, how did the did New Orleans... How did the New Orleans... Well, they were there. And sometimes, and here's the thing. Sometimes you say, look, that player's going to make the difference. But usually, that player... Usually, usually that... they offer the six Apparently, that was just what it took. I don't remember if they... They were a good team, so they would have had a low... First round draft pick, love, yeah. and they moved up to like you know three or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I think yeah. they took who's picked today for Julio's Cleveland, or St. Louis, or something. Well, St. Louis did RG three trade with Redskins or for the number two pick in the 2012 draft. Um, but yeah, I think to a certain extent, like, seeing that this doesn't all, you know, and so, if you're gonna do it, I think the implication is for a quarterback because we know that that's the position that's that really position. position that matters that much. I felt can't do anything if they're not getting a football. Exactly, exactly. They, they they're control, not a primary... Yeah, yeah, they control what's going on in the game. They don't make the decisions. They, yeah, they can be a leader and speak up and other stuff. Yeah. But outside of that, if they can't get the ball, then what are That's the thing. I, you know, in, in I think... I don't think you can... Can you come up with an example where a team just gave a truckload of picks and it worked out for them? Most recent example being RG3. Now, we're mostly still probably agreeing that eh, that's worth it get a great quarterback if that's what you need yeah because it's a cute, but, because of the position but, because of the position right. but, and and rg3 was a, a major factor in them winning the, the division title last yes, year right definitely. look at the team they've got some major holes nobody good on defense you know unless you want to say carry they have the same exact team that actually started playing de- um defense after their they were three and six last year yeah you know, like they actually put defense, and then you know they went on the run. They yeah. have the same exact people, so it's like, what happened? It has to be defensive coordinator. Yeah, you know, they. So they, they, the Redskins look honestly, they look primed for a run of mediocrity. Like I necessarily see, I don't see this team a light better. at the end of the tunnel where it's like, oh, suddenly they're just going to be good. I don't see what plan is because, where they. Would. You know, the worst thing about it is that RG is actually playing like used to play last year, mm-hmm. but they're still not getting it done. And Alfred, yeah, was he is better worse. now. Yeah, Alfred Moore. He's actually playing better, and they're still not getting it done. So they yeah. have a running game. Their defense is awful. Their defense it's can't very, very bad. It's um, bad. I didn't, that is bad. So there's, yeah. Uh, how about an example? Ricky Williams. Williams. Remember that? Yes, so New Orleans. Up. Well, I can't remember. Was it like eight picks or something like? I remember Mike. Mike Ditka. Yeah. Mike Ditka was like, hey, they did the Sports Illustrated cover. Do you remember the Sports Illustrated cover where they dressed up as bride and groom? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, he gave up whatever it was a boatload of picks for Ricky Williams and the Saints win. No, you know, and we've covered in recent years that is one of the most meaningless positions in the NFL. Have a great player at like it matters very very little. Uh, we have a nobody. You know, the Giants can win Super Bowls without Maude Bradshaw, but uh, if the, if Minnesota has him, it doesn't make that much difference to them. You know, Adrian Peterson still the best running back in the NFL, matter. and they're one of the worst teams. Yeah, it only matters you know? if you have the quarterback to play. Exactly, exactly. and you know, Morris went through a run of mediocrity after they. After they made that draft, after they gave up all those picks so that they could draft Ricky Williams. And it wasn't even just so that they could draft a player of caliber. It was just so they could move ahead of the Colts. Yeah. Remember that? I, was it the Colts that they made the trade with? Because the Colts picked Edger and James like, right after that, right? And Edger and James turned out 
to have a great career, career you know? Yeah. Um, it's really funny. And so they went through a sustained period of mediocrity until then. Exactly. Exactly. And then eventually they were able to get into this Drew Brees era and now the players, they've got so talent. Basically, so basically Atlanta's going through it right now. Yeah. And, there, and I, I, for long, I, I think for like another probably you, you know, it's, that strategy, it's great if everything works out. So now you got to trade for flicks. Yeah. You can get them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, want to go back even further? Right. Cowboy trading Herschel Walker to the Vikings for a mix. And the Cowboys built the, the great dynasties. I think they picked one. One of the big three was already there. I think they'd been drafted. But they got Emmett Smith and Michael Irvin and, you know, who knows else? Daryl Johnston. Whoever. A bunch of guys, right? A hall. And they, they built the dynasty on that on those picks. Um, and the Vikings, pff, nothing. nothing. It's, not, it's never, you know, teams continue to do it. It's funny. I think about it until now. We're kind of digging these as we're thinking here. But, like, it's never worked. Why, is there Why do teams keep doing it? Yeah, stop. <laughs> yeah. Work that way. Yeah, there are 54 people. One player can't matter that he's a quarterback. You have to, you have to be able to fill your holes. You have to, yeah. If you have problem with the offensive line, you got to fill up the offensive line. You got to protect yep. the quarterback. You need wide receiver. You need all these things. Yeah. So why? Do much, all that potential. So much evidence that it's the draft. You know, the, the Colts in their Peyton Manning heyday were top to every single year. Yeah. They were great, right? But they started whiffing on draft picks. They were picking people like Gonzalez and they, um, who was the, their left tackle? Tariq, Tariq Glenn or something. Um, they were whiffing on draft picks for a while. And towards the end of Peyton Manning's career there, it was really just Peyton Manning willing an awful team to the playoffs. You know, that remember the loss of the Jets in the wild card game yeah. that last year? Yeah. Just that team had no talent, no talent but they had Peyton Manning, yeah. who's who's great, and he was basically willing them there. But they fell apart. I think similarly, the same can be said about the Giants. The Giants have had real bad luck with draft picks over the last few years. They've been good. Uh, they've had one or two hits, JPP, yeah. but a lot of their draft picks have just either never played or just been busts. You know, line uh, defensive tackles they've drafted, they just haven't really worked. And you know the. They were not a great team the year they the last year they won the Super Bowl, but they they Just kind of the they got on a great run yeah. and the right parts of it's working well, which yeah. is the quarterback, wide receiver, the line, you know, like they and the defensive line, you know, they all JPP had a year, Jason Pierre-Paul, but you know you, what you've seen this year is that wow, all these like teams were really covering up a lack of quality players across for the Giants. The Giants have tons of holes. They have a lot of things that are not good. You know, their defensive line have tons of players. They haven't had a quality linebacker in knows how long. You know, now their offensive line, they're all old. David Deal, you know, Chris, these guys are either moving different position or they're injured or, or whatever. And the, consequently, consequently, Throughout their history, done that a lot with people swapping on the yeah, offensive line. It it, it kind of is, yeah. and they've always had like a really good offensive line coach, and always had a decent offensive line. But this year, they can't block Eli. Look what's happening. You know, yeah. Eli's got more interceptions than anybody in the league. Um, it's it yeah, it's a lot can happen when you don't draft well. You know, that's that's really what it takes. Constantly, we've talked about the Niners, right? Look like Niners are in position now. They a draft well and b pick. They take they other people's knockoff pick work out. They actually have they have tons of first round talent and they're fine. I mean, sir, Seattle looks like maybe a little, but whatever. Yeah, San Francisco. You you could do work in San Francisco. 
you know, started talking about the Jets. There's, there's a big game this yeah, yeah. for second place for second in NFC place, East. Yeah, oh, God. Why are we even talking about it? But, but well, it's, okay. I don't know. Yeah, our teams, our teams are in it. <sighs> it's, it's, I mean, strangely enough, in this season, in this NFC East, the Giants and the Cowboys are both in spite. It is the most interesting, interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, it's why it is interesting. Interesting is because. <laughs> I think looking at the Giants, I think every game uh, from here out will be a more impressive win than the win that they've had. I mean, they really, they've won four in a row, but played any better in the four wins than they have in the six losses so i'm not drinking kool-aid right now <laughs> however them beating green bay last week i think was was pretty decent because mark Tolstine was not bad uh and their defense has been performed but uh, you know what four backer backs that's... four backup backs matt barkley um well, who was their first win against oh oh josh, josh freeman. freeman matt barkley you know because the Vic went out for the season in that game, yeah. and Foles I think still had his concussion, had concussion. Yeah, in the previous game, so he wasn't playing in that game. So beat Matt Barkley, mm-hmm. then they beat Terrell Pryor. Not technically a backup, but uh, not that rookie. different from a backup. Yeah. Well, it's not, but not it was, rookie, but it was his first year. And do you want to call Matt Flynn the starter of that team, even though he never saw a game? <laughs> um, I don't know the name of that. And then most, yeah, well, he's, he's back with Green Bay. He, he seems to be able to get a job. Notes. Yeah, I want to. Well, I think I, I think I think I think we're done there. Yeah, but I'm I, just stick there. He's not going to leave. He's like, I'm, I'm in Green Bay. Yeah. I'm not leaving. I'll he 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 just bowed and he got burned. He got burned. <laughs> well, not necessarily. He got paid very well as well. He so. did. Hey, he check. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to say about that game, no. is there? I mean, the, I mean. It's going to be exciting because nobody knows what's going to happen. I mean, you don't. I mean, the I mean the the, the Giants play the way they have been playing and still win. It's the Cowboys because you know what Cowboys team you're going to face. It's true, and that's the problem. So, I mean, there's nothing given about this. We haven't seen the Cowboys in a couple of weeks, so I, yeah, I I think it's were to beat the Cowboys, it would definitely be the most impressive win on their resume mm-hmm. uh, of unimpressive. Win. Um, <laughs> it much no, 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 it doesn't. Eyes. But game out. Yeah. Uh, if we win, it would. Some I just have a feeling that we'll still end up like. I'd love to get in as at seven and nine. I hope we just are five hundred. These uh, these other divisions have you know the NFC East has historically been a really good division, really tough division, and, and you know these other guys have taken advantage of, of and a guaranteed play to division winner, even if division was seven and nine. Not us. Why, Why not us? Why, Why the Cowboys? Why not the Giants? You know, well, whatever. I will say the Eagles are looking better than anybody else. They are, but I have no confidence in Chip Kelly. I do not think he's a good coach. He's doing all right. I don't think he's good. It's the first year, man. Uh, fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it's his first year, and he's not a good coach. He's okay. I, <laughs> I'm not saying he can't grow, but okay. I think he, he's not horrible. He's made some weird decisions this year. I, uh, I definitely and I and I think they look they look like they're humming with Nick Foles, oh, yeah. but Foles is still a rookie quarterback, you know? Or senior, maybe, I don't know. Um, I think we could see Nick Foles come back to earth. You know, you're still waiting. 
<laughs> I'm still waiting. I, okay. I, they always do, don't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, at some point. At some point, either either you're going to keep going or you're just going to. What, what, what's we're going to have forty touchdowns and no interceptions at the end of the year? I mean, impressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what he's done so far. Yeah. So you know, well, we'll see. It's, I think it's the system that should put in place. Uh, yeah. put in place. People say that it's supposed to be made for a running quarterback. I didn't agree. With yeah. that. had to deal with more of somebody who is more accurate and just had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like Nick Foles is fitting into that kind of mold. I mean, their offense is clearly better than I think anybody else's. Yeah. And, and I don't know. The defense is like, it's big, but it's not breaking. It's not the best thing I've ever seen, obviously, but it actually kind of helps them. So that's why I think that. Certainly the favorite. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I think they they're. They just look more together than. I, th- I, I, th- I think they will, but I mean, they're, they're playing well right and uh, a quick offense in this division. Oh, yeah. it, that that yeah, can just lock it up. That can just lock it up, you know? Three-game winning streak, lock it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I don't... You know, the Giants' schedule gets real tough. The, the Giants have Seattle. The Giants have... Um, they got to have a bye week. They might have a bye week this week. Okay, coming. All right, real quick, a minute left. Who you got? Denver, uh, New England. Is that New England? Is it? Yeah, at New England. I'm going to go New England. I believe that uh, Tom Brady is pissed. Right? I'm going as well. <laughs> On account of Tom Brady. Tom yeah. Brady is going to be a beast like no other for this game. Because <clears throat> even though he says, like, oh, he's made he made a mistake during that the play that happened. There was a university about we'll get into later. I think they were upset. I think they, they play better when the back's against the wall. Yeah. So. I'm with you. I'll be down all points. Um, one thing that I think is kind of interesting is it's funny. Remember how we used to look at the the Brady versus Manning argument? Yeah. Brady was the guy with the ranks, cool guy, and Peyton, the criticisms of Peyton Manning were like, "Oh, he plays in a pass happy system. Oh, he gets really upset when things don't go his way. Yeah. You know, he's a, he, like a good system. He can't playoffs." Mm-hmm. Would you not say all those things about Tom Brady right now? Now you can say, isn't that funny how yeah. that has worked? He yeah. literally, he, those are systems being laid against him now, yeah. and it's funny how that happens. I it was bullshit, mm-hmm. but um, that's kind of interesting. I'll be watching though. Yeah. I'll be watching this week. Uh, that's a big game. Yeah. Is there any other games that you're interested in? On this? Nope, not this week. No. I don't think there's any games that anybody's interested in. <laughs> those are your three big. Those are your three big games. You got Pat's Broncos, San Francisco, Washington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You got Pat's Broncos. You got Colts, Cardinals, and Colts, Cardinals, and so you've got one. the race second in the NFC East. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no. San Diego's out. Goes out. I think that's an easy win for uh, mm-hmm. KC. All right. Um, I agree. All right, guys. We're out. we're gonna catch you next week. Uh, um, thanks. For, oh no no no. Next week's next week's Thanksgiving. Next week's we're gonna catch you in two weeks. Two weeks. December fifth. All right. This is Mike uh, for John. Yeah. Saying later. Had to leave a little earlier. And this is Nick, and then we'll catch you guys on Sports Cast Prime. Peace. Peace.